out, give it a shot. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Sound, sound, sound. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, let me check my phone. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, we're going loud and clear. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. Uh, I've got another guest on, another guest from my past. I guess I'm sort of trailing through kind of past lovers uh, and kind of, I think, more telling my story through my relationship with these people. So please welcome to the stage the... Uh, what? Wonderful? Uh, that's not the Andrew first, Cohen. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say wonderful is the first word. No, I don't think that's describe. the one that comes to mind. No. Um, yeah, this I, is I, Andrew Cohen. I, I appreciate it. Go on. It, it, it just kind of makes me... It sounds like you're talking at my eulogy or something because everything... Yeah. I get it you're talking to people that you met from the past, but like, yeah. like some of us have, have moved on and are doing different things. It, it, it almost what? sounds like you, you, feel, you feel sorry for us because we're no longer... In the in the limelight, <laughs> in the gravitational pull yeah. that is Horatio Gould, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, no, it's more. I understand what it's like. Um, so this is Andrew. Uh, we uh, went to school and uni together, and made comedy, did silly sketches, did a student radio show for three years, and then Andrew sort of chose financial crime over comedy what for a period. Do? You know, yeah. sometimes you've got to you got to pick where your talents lie and what means the most. But you guys might be wondering who the fuck Andrew is, because uh, it normally because I, 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 I've been getting comedians on this show, and it's normally the people watching this are other comedians and they'll have some idea of what the fuck the person calling in. No, I'd get normally you on these sort of podcasts, you'd get experts on the people with some sort of know-how on coronavirus or anything like that. But you, you to, to them, you are literally just a dude. Just a guy <laughs> in his bedroom. Just a dude on his way camp. He'd have a good old like, chat. It, it, to most people, if they didn't know our history and just came on, um, it would be a bit of an insult to my viewership that I haven't got anyone with any seem, sort of reason to be on a podcast just calling in. An insult, an insult to your viewership. Is this how you? So this is this is part of your introduction to most guests on your show, or is this? No, normally I have like kind of like uh, a comedian. They be they you can check out their stuff on YouTube. They've been doing a lot of good stuff for many years. I'm sure you uh, and they'll watch it. Be like, oh, I'm a big fan of his. Let's check out what he's done, but. To all intents and purposes, you're a dude on it with his webcam and his mum's study just calling it in. I kind of prefer yeah. to practice the, you know, my, my comedy's far more artistic in the fact that I don't have to, you know, film myself and put on some silly glasses and a backwards cap and make sound effects. <laughs> to make people like I've me. Sold out. To make people like yeah. me. You know, I, comedy is, you know, it's in the, with your friends. It's, an, it's, it's, chat, it's chatting to everyone on the street. It's not smoking your vape like it's a fucking <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying you're more of a street comedian? Yeah, I'm like a busker most of the time, you know. Um, well, to be fair, actually, the, the, the real comedy, the real comedy. But there was um, uh, my my ex girlfriend Horatio's also friend. Uh, she, we were talking about observ. I mentioned observational comedy, and she thought that huh. observational comedy was when uh, someone, a comedian, would take a tour of people round of city and make jokes about the city oh my god that's so stupid or is he yeah is he totally low 
That is yeah. dumb as fuck. Yeah, no, it's that not. That's so stupid. It's, it's, it's drivel. Um, but that's what I That like is to, crazy. Although, but observation comedies. Some insanity in what she thought it was. That's that's the truth that speaks to me in my comedy. Of you know, yeah. I don't need I don't need a stage. I don't need fans. I don't need anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm always gonna be practicing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one that's silly good. face, no, one silly if, face in the mirror in the morning, boom, I'm in. Mm. That's all I need. But if you if you um if you're interested in this is absolutely fire dynamic and want to see more of it uh do check out our student radio show it's all on youtube i think it's some pretty good stuff i think yeah. we changed the, the the medium forever i, I think so um, i think so there was um i know because i was listening to it just before i came on um mm. to you know remember when you know we used to be friends or like even just spoke yeah. to each other um and remotely talk to each other or yeah. just had a mutual respect or anything, but <laughs> yeah, that that went before the friendship, though I think. Well, it went uh, towards the end of the radio show as well, but um, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot. You can hear it in the later episodes. You can, yeah, just um, just kind of put like yeah. the rock of life just weighing us down. Mm. Um, but there we there was a lot of energy there, and it was just like comparing this that podcast to probably what this is going to be, um, and even your yeah. podcast. Um, there's there's so much sadness now. There's, mm. I feel like we were young, sprightly boys, like laughing about poo, and <laughs> it's good and, stuff. You, know, you got me again. And that it, was a, that was the biggest genuine laugh I've had. I've been doing a comedy podcast for a, over a month now, and you just said the word poo, and that was the most realistic laugh I've had in months. I'm a purist. Uh, what can I say? Um, <laughs> comedy about poo. There was one bit on on the on our on our radio show where we were yeah. um, talking about how I was very behind on the news, um, but we did we <laughs> we essentially did this whole segment about how we didn't have enough time to read the news because we went to uni, and there's yeah. there's some very blissfully ignorant bits that you can look back on, and it's a very strange thing to have four year three years of your life catalogued on a weekly yeah. basis. Yeah, we, every week, pretty much during term time, we had a show of us goofing around mm. uh, that really, but it does progress from those first shows. We started off quite nervous uh, and then we kind of got into the swing and we hit, hit like a prime in maybe second year where there's such a, there's so much spunk in our, in our shoes. Mm. Is that a, is that a saying? Spunk in your shoes? Uh, well, it's, um, it's a saying. It's a saying. Uh, well, I think it's collide, collide, colliding too. Um, and there really is a youthful, you're right. There's a real youthful verve in. There's so much bright eyed hope for the future, and then third year set in, and the reality of adulthood, and you just mm. feel. I think in many ways it got funnier, but the, the there was less hope. There was yeah. a lot darker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel now it's not quite as dark this sort of vibe as the final couple of shows for oh, I've, the I've, Golden Cohen show. I think what's but it's more a state of acceptance. Yeah, I think what's know? happened there is we've just misunderstood each other because I wasn't saying that. What? No, no, I was saying that we I was just looking back. I wasn't dissecting year by year. I was saying I feel I feel like now maybe it's just me that's sad and darker, but I'm saying <laughs> But I, I'm saying I even listened to season three. There was there was energy. There was spunk. Yeah. Whether it be in the shoes or whether it not be in the shoes, but there was something. Yeah. There was there was life. And now here we are mm. sitting in our bedrooms on different sides of Sussex. Some of us wearing Mid-Sussex. backwards hats. And can you talk me through the glasses? Because I'm not on Instagram because I'm not a four year old. Yeah. Um, sure. So <laughs> what? I've, but I've heard this is a staple thing 
Can you do you? Who's told you? Who is it been passing around on the it's, grapevine? It's been. I've, I don't want to name names, but one of them would be sure. Izzy Tunley. Name Lowe. and shame them. <laughs> uh, Izzy Tunley Low, uh, Max Peterson. Yeah. They, these are people that yeah. have said. Big, these are big names. Big, these big, are big names. Big names. <laughs> um, but so talk, talk me through them. What, what, what do they mean to you? Um, it's just, um, it's just classic chat, isn't it? I say no more. Yeah, thank you. I think that's the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the viewers are, I'm sure, are satisfied with that answer. No, I just, I really liked the, I really liked the, there was a filter uh, that I saw someone use on Instagram yeah. with those orange sunglasses and a kind of pencil moustache. And I was like, that really uh, embodies what I want to be. So I took a picture of that. I saw that and I was like, that's, me, that's m what I'm trying to sell as my personal brand. And then I realized I had so many pairs of those sunglasses at home. They're not mine. I assume they're my dad's. Yeah. But I think uh, fully polarized sports gut sunglasses are the funniest sunglasses around. Because yes. they're so practical because mm. they stay on your head no matter what you're doing. Mm. They, they sort of remind me of like um, those a PE teachers we had when we were like 12 yeah. like the kind of cricket coaches who at the time represented sort of authority and health but now it's kind of fucked up that they like to take out so much dominance on literal teenagers well you know but I, th I think we've done enough I think if, if you don't know who Andrew is by now then you'll never know who he is so yeah. I think we've done enough introduction oh how's the alcoholism going uh, not good uh, lockdown. No? Lockdown is not a good time for the burgeoning alcoholics. Um, mm. You know, there's 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 many beers to be had, and there's a lot of a time, lot of time to have them in. <laughs> there's, been, there's many beers to be had. I think is the talk of an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, I had a wine um, phase for a bit. Uh, I was sipping on that mm. red vino, and that makes you when you like when you're drinking a more sophisticated drink. Part of you, mm. you know, thinks I, I I'm not a degenerate. I'm a connoisseur. Mm. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but that is as you drink as you drink red wine out of a beaker at <laughs> nine in the morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like lockdown. No, I is not good. And there's a there's a whole thing of when and the the biggest clickbait for me in this time is um, there's you yeah. know there's loads of articles going around saying is your ex normal is your exercise normal in lockdown is your eating normal yeah. in lockdown but the biggest so what hooks you in the most is your drinking normal in lockdown interesting um, and it's one yeah. of those it's, it's like you click on it to be reassured but you're not when you end up finishing the article really what because they, they it's basically should have just said no well they they're saying they're like they're being because it's like a bbc News. does anyone article. come up from another does anyone come back from another angle which is like maybe alcohol isn't bad for you <laughs> is there any is there any angle well because no. i'm basically i've been trying to take turn this um podcast into a bit of a i think i've become a bit of a beacon for young men uh after a couple of episodes where i took it quite i, I went quite the problem with you having a singular podcast <laughs> is that you can say things like i've become a beacon for young men and have no one replies to what i you're think talking about <laughs> i think i've become I a think beacon this has been, for young men i think this has become oh. a real like symbol for young lost men um <laughs> Who are you trying to say I'm your figure. audience? Is this what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm not trying to say you're my, you're my audience. But I think this is, I didn't know what this podcast was going to be when I started it. But now I realise it's a male self-care podcast, which is about teaching men how to be physically and mentally healthy. And that's why I've got you on the show to talk about your alcohol problem. 
because <laughs> we we're going to discuss because there's probably going to be a lot of fucking washed up cunts like you who will be watching the show as well. Are we done? Are we done with the intro part? Um, but, no, uh, I, I feel what you're saying. I also believe you have an incredible messiah complex. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, it's growing. Uh, I mean, like, let's. Yeah, I mean, th- every like I get stronger. I mean, I don't know what your like barama- p- uh, parameters of what uh, uh, a symbol or a beat. Over a hundred views. Yeah, well, okay. over a hundred views. Well, you, yeah, that, that, that was my general point. <laughs> that's if, it. And if that's your, if that's consistently, if that's consistently over a hundred views. Is, who am I to shit on you? You know, <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Sir. Jesus was only hitting two hundred, so it's like I think above Messiah. A Messiah is, is uh, above a hundred consistently on YouTube. Yeah, true, um, true. Yeah, I mean, it, could, G- could I Jesus it, pull in a you know a singular pod on YouTube during lockdown? You know, could he do? Doesn't it? Doesn't have the chat. I mean, he could no. do Sermon on the Mount, but that's sort of live work. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a completely, it's a different thing. You know, it's a completely different. Yeah, no, art form. I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of comedians who are absolute killers on stage. Yeah. Um, try and transfer to the solo podcast game and it's like it's a different skill set you don't in many ways it's harder in some ways it's easier because uh, you don't have that sort of audience to play like Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount he was he was looking at the front row he was he was he had that kind of vibe he could see if people were losing interest at the back yeah and that's what uh, isn't talked about enough about Jesus in the Bible is he was a master at kind of uh, controlling the crowds and sort of making everyone feel involved yeah Um because well, a lot of preachers at the time were kind of play to the front rows and the people at the back, because it's a it's a mount, so it's a but that, that's it's whole... a very big stage. Yeah. Are you going to explain to me a mount, or can we continue? No, we can we're move good. on. It wasn't for you, Drew. It's for the oh, for the viewers. I literally have invalids watching this. <laughs> oh, genuinely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. I'm well, big in the. I did a I did a stand up clip about having learning difficulties and. That's got the most response out of anything I've done with like messages. I'm starting like, to understand. I'm starting to understand. It yeah. Now. So like yeah. really yeah. dumb, yeah. fucking mentally disabled, yeah. uh, drooling kids. kind of on uh, their on their, yeah. on their toes, messaging me yeah. saying that we're the same. I'm like, yeah. dude, come on, like. No, was, no, but I was, no. I, was, I was doing it in jest. But to, don't to, fucking to, don't try, lump me in with you. To be a messiah, you have to you have to also you know embody some of the characteristics of the people that are following to you. You know, Jesus is half man, half God. And I guess that makes you half <laughs> relatively funny and is half that, mentally is that, disabled. Is that is Jesus half man, half God? Yeah. I'm not. I don't, for some reason, I don't think he is. Well, he, no, that's a, that's a, Well, I guess I guess his dad's God. So no, he's half he's half man, half, half God. That's like is is the the, the the divinity or the the trinity of the Christ or something. He's half man, half God. Can you can any because you're not Christian. Um, can uh, well, anyone who is Christian, <laughs> can any fucking Chrisos, can you message below if you view Jesus as a demigod? Um, it's not a demigod. I don't. I don't think he's. A, that's what demigod. Yeah, is. I know, but it's Hercules, specific. He's demigod. like he's half man. He's he's of man flesh because he was alive as a man. Yet he is also still Messiah. Why God. are you saying it like you're doing a spoken word rap? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I come here and I educate you about the history of religion (laughs) and I get told that I'm I'm nothing but a beat poet. But no, we'll we'll get on to Elon (laughs) Musk in a second. Um, But um, I think with your alcoholism, it's... it's, That was perfect time. Also, you said you were going to get a beer before this podcast. And I feel like... Yeah, I decided against it. Because you planned that, didn't you? You planned that. So now I look. Now I literally look like I'm feeding into everything. 
that we're, we're saying. I mean, I'm saying the same thing. But what people don't understand is that we've literally known each other intensely since we were 12. So I've seen this all happen. Um, and I think when the fun stops, stop is what I'd say. So what? So from your 12 years of knowing me intensely, all you can do for advice yeah. for me is repeat a government guideline. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I need, to, I need to open a window. I'm sweating. Okay. Can you edit this out, please? Can you not embarrass me? Yeah, in front of this, yeah, I could leave it in, though. This could be the pod. And then also, be like, who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> well, who was that guy who just. <laughs> Do you mind if I just open the window? I'm sweating. So, a problem, a problem I have with the, the shift between us having a, a joint student radio uh, podcast and moving in to us. Now, me being on your podcast as a guest is that I feel like you have way too... I'm, I'm a bit nervous about the editing control that you have. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like half the things I say, and I'm sure the things that I'm saying right now yeah. that I've been dubbed in by yeah. pitch or my face would be upside down. Well, that'd be a cow dancing on my nose. 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 or something along those lines um which of course i'll give you full crazy he knows control. all my tricks i do he know knows everything. all my tricks but just you know use them use them sparingly you know don't sell out that's all i'd say there's definitely there's there's definitely editorial ethics um that i don't think are covered enough in like ethical law which is the <laughs> the use of sound effects and voice modifiers with com- com- comedy guests. Yeah, I think there should be more of a it can enshrined kind of culture. Yeah, a, cu- a culture of ethics because you're yep. dealing with you know it can tear families apart. Yeah, no. If I, if I got like a a doctor on here to talk about coronavirus and I just had those fucking that dog filter on, yeah, it completely illegitimize what he's saying. Yeah, like speed speed is. And I think up that would be very five times, etc. <laughs> And then we'll just have, have like a waves coming. I don't know what you podcast people do. I'm a purist. Right, should we crack yeah. on? Do you want to do you want to move on to the boy gone wild? Yeah, well let me let Who, me Do you want to introduce your boy gone wild this week? No, I just want to plug my vaping right now. So can you just live, give a boy a fucking chance? Hold on. Yeah, we uh, you actually got me into vaping and I'll never look back, I don't think. Well, it's cuz that's okay, we can talk we can talk about, you know, the alcoholism, but when you when you're from a, a family of addicted personalities, as I realized I was Wait, what's your what's your mum addicted to? Uh uh love. Pussy. Yeah. What? I said love. Oh, sorry. I said love. Okay. No. <laughs> so not pussy. Oh, no, um no, sorry. So she, so your mum's addicted to love. Your dad's addicted to <laughs> Well, no, it doesn't mean they're addictive. Like I was just, I was, I was recently in a, in a, um, in a, in a room. Your dad's addicted to musicals. Well, they're all addicted to musicals. <laughs> but let's not, let's not get into that. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I think we can leave that for another appearance. But um, many, well, there a lot of them are smokers. You know, we've got, we've had alcoholics in the family. My granddad's addicted to Irish. Ch- yeah, it's the Irish exactly. But. Um, my, but then on my mum's side, my granddad's addicted to cheese, and that is a genuine. Kind of, <laughs> I'm not like it's fucked up his throat. He nearly got throat cancer from it. So maybe not laugh. <laughs> maybe not laugh. You, know? you can't. Some things don't really sound serious. serious, but maybe they are. <laughs> I can't. Pre-cancer cells. That's... You're still laughing. Pre-cancer cells from too much cheese. <laughs> That's funny. 
Sorry, it's bad, but it's it's not. I shouldn't laugh at it, but it doesn't mean it's not hilarious. No, it actually is hilarious. Like, of course, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best. What's thing his ever. favorite cheese? Um, he's he's the, annoyingly he's one of those English people who's like, I love cheese, but only eats cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is is very is lame. I, I, I yeah. I'm yeah. not a big fan of it. Okay, so you got like the the alcoholic uh, Irish side, and then you got the cheese, the cheddar loving the English dairy, side, the dairy boulders. <laughs> You know, yeah. they can't get enough of it. And I, uh, do you want to introduce your Boy Gone Wild this week? Yes. So my Boy Gone Wild is Elon Musk. I'm sure you'll put... It was only a matter of time before we got him. Yeah, I've always... He like... really does epitomise a BGW. Yeah, he really does. Um, and I've always, when when we've been discussing the, the pod, as you so delicately put it, um, is my, my suggestion has always been Elon. And he seems like... Uh, a two a bait one you know an obvious one of course of course he is he's out there in the news every day being a boy gone wild um but you can't take his achievements away from him because he's such a uh, an archetype of the boys gone wild that's that's this you is can't. um and there's just there's a few things to focus on with him um I, there's many different ways to go into <coughs> a profile of Elon as a boy gone wild. So I think we just need to choose sparingly and focus heavily on some of his key wild antics. My overall summary of Elon Musk for as a boy gone sure. wild would be... This is like in the essay. This is the introductory yeah, paragraph. Exactly. In this essay, I will argue. I will, bang, I will bang, prove bang. that. Um, yeah, is essentially that Elon Musk is, is one of the most uh, genius minds of the 21st century, a pioneer in technology and business. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't trust him managing my personal finances. Not at all. Do you <laughs> see what? I, because like, yeah. there is there's a disconnect between his intellect and the things that he can do with a computer and mm. a business. And just being yeah. a generally stable human being who can function sure. in normal society. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean that builds into one of the key themes of this podcast, which is that all boys are dumb, no matter how smart they are. Oh, is that a theme in it? That that's one of the the overarching themes that has come out of Boys Gone Wild is that boys have achieved an incredible things and can do. Uh, have done so many great things in history, but every single boy who's ever existed is an yeah. idiot. Yeah, no, I, I like everyone that. has it in them, and I think it's a that it's I don't not I don't think I don't I I don't think every woman yeah. is an idiot. I think there's a lot of dumb women, there's a lot of stupid women, there's a lot of idiotic women, but not every single one. But I think every single boy I've met is a dumb dumb. So Elon's a great example of someone who's a genius, sure, mind bending genius. He would, he's going to leave a huge mark on the world, but he's also a fucking idiot. Well, is is it carry is, on? Is it a is it some is it some form of inevitability that the the geniuses of our time are always going to falter into having incredibly odd, quirky, insane habits and personalities that they will? So, is yeah. every boy destined for success naturally destined to be a boy gone wild? So good. These are all good questions that I'm very open to. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm slow. It's slowly becoming uncovered through each episode. Yeah. Um, okay. But I do think the sort of uh, f- social pressures of boys uh, to achieve something, yet also their inherent stupidity, leads to 
a lot of hilarious things. Can you say that again, but do your Jordan Peterson accent? <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think women are cancer and men are the cure. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. So that's what I was, as I was saying about the... The, the genius of the man that you also wouldn't trust with your own personal finances is that yeah. he's, he's the kind of d- guy who... Why wouldn't you trust him with your personal finances? Uh, because uh, have you heard about the, the tweet that he did in, in lockdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, this the... is not the only time his stocks have plummeted. Well, um, uh, the, the man says, I, I, think, I think Tesla's stock prices are too high. <laughs> and in t- within 10 minutes... Tesla's value plummets by 17 billion billion from that one tweet. So that's why that's I wouldn't trust him. Like I trust him like behind behind the scenes like p- pushing the numbers through and or you know making yeah. the, te- the technology that might well send us to Mars. Uh but give sure. the guy give the guy a Twitter Fix account. Fix your microwave. Give yeah. the guy a Twitter account and it'll it can all fall down within a couple of tweets. So you wouldn't yeah. It's not a level head. Um well, I don't know. No, the thing that confuses me is the pure... What is the logic behind that tweet? Why would he ever say something like that? Is he, is he trolling? Is he, but then why would he be trolling his own company? Is there... Is he, is, he says, like, there's... there's he's, he said, like, there was one of his tweets recently was that this, is, this Twitter page is essentially nonsense now. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. What is the what is the what do you think the point of that tweet is? Like it's so self-detrimental. But it's that's why I think he's fantastic because of how self-detrimental he can be. But why is he well, doing that? Yeah, we got to remember that this this is the guy who in his autobiography wrote that he has shaved down his urination time to 4 seconds so he has mm. more time to think of ideas. Um and Have to you, do more, is that what be you, more is, productive. Is that what, I feel like he's got some of your vibes for like the the stress of the podcast. I feel like <laughs> you're not that far off by mitigating how long you go for a wee for. Yeah, just yeah, so I you can add another sound effect or <laughs> yeah. do any of these other things you podcast people do. Me, me and Elon are quite similar. I'm just doing it. He's sending people to Mars. I'm just, I'm just doing a self help podcast for young men. Um, no, I thought you were you were a symbol for all the lost men out there, aren't you? That's yeah, yeah, I'm a symbol for a lot of lost men. Um, but so but, in the time, in the time, so let's say right, he's he shaves his wee time to four seconds. Okay, great, sure, fa- fantastic. So in that time, sure, he's a productive, efficient man, but he's coming up with ideas for one tweet to wipe seventeen billion value off Tesla. Yeah. What is that? I just can't understand. Like he know he must. He's a genius. He must know it's gonna it's gonna absolutely wipe off so much value. No, this is what I mean. He's a dumb dumb and a genius. He can be stupid and a genius simultaneously because when he spent his whole life, uh, he's he's shaving off time for his, taking a piss so he can work harder at uh, building rockets. Like not only there's celebrities who are out of touch because they live in a mansion in LA. He has that and he spent his whole time with machines, which means that he's in a completely different universe mm. on two counts, um, which means that things that seem normal to him are just so strange when they come to the surface. I mean, what I respect about Elon, which is another theme of the podcast, well, uh, which is when I talked about Dennis Rodman, and I haven't done an episode on Kanye, but he represents the same, which is 
seems to be a, a relatively new phenomenon in the way that it's expressing itself. I guess Trump is in this category as well, uh, which is there's now celebrity has reached a stage where the act of celebrity is the craft in itself. The yeah. act of being a known person is almost the more the the real skill. Like Kanye, as amazing as his music is, his real skill is just his almost performance art piece. Performance like, art, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, performance yeah, art. his performance art piece, like celebrity narrative. Uh, the same as happens with Donald Trump, where so, it's just the thing he's, about he's almost done. Donald Trump's almost like performance art with the office of presidency. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, though, because, like, Trump's tweets... And Elon Musk is like that for a, a business owner. Trump's tweets and Kanye's tweets work for them in that celebrity marketplace. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk's tweets wipe 17 billion off the value of his own company. My yeah, point is, I, think, I yeah. get the act of celebrity. I, I completely do it. It keeps, in a sense, it keeps your value up by being in the news, by being such a nutcase on a regular basis, of course. Yeah. But... The the things that he is like with that with a very short sentence, it is so antithetical to his entire project as a business that yeah. I physically cannot understand why that just the logic behind it because it's not funny enough. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's not funny <laughs> yeah. enough to be worth. It's not a seventeen billion pound joke, is what I'm saying. But what it does put out a message is because when I listened to on the Joe Rogan podcast. Because uh, it was mm. within the selection of tweets that he tweeted about uh, selling his material possessions and doing all of that. He seemed that he was trying to remove uh, a lot of the criticism leveled at like billionaires mm. by just trying to basically be unpredictable, you know? Like people say that billionaires own too much stuff, have too much money, and he's like, well, I'll give it all away then. Like, yeah. which I, which is part, because I mean, a lot of people on the left think he's awful, and in many ways, his views I don't agree with at all. But he is kind of playing checkmate with his critics by saying, like, oh, you think this about me? Well, how about I wipe 17 billion off my company? Uh, he now doesn't own any property, or at least he says that. He's mm. just going to rent. Um, well, yeah. Because yeah. the, the whole thing about, but it's just that. Like, because I get that's that's I think that's referencing a lot of most. It's mostly referencing the tweets of him um, saying that he's going to sell all of his possessions, etc. Sure. Whereas, which again, that I get. That's a checkmate to you know the people who are cr critiquing him. Boom, checkmate, I'm gonna, I'm liberals. Do this. Ah, <laughs> scum. Um, but he <laughs> is the the whole just the the statement of fact of I think Tesla's share prices are too high. I'd love yeah. to get into his mind on what exactly that means and what exactly he's saying with it, and and why would that would that even happen? With any sense, like it goes against the opposite of any kind of business acumen you'd ever think of in uh, anyone would ever think of, and that's why it's just a fascinating. He's a, he's a ride that you can go on. That yeah, that's a it's a good point. I for me um, never want, never want to get off. Mm. But. Um. This is this is this is all bullshit because whatever I don't this is this is not as important as the greatest twenty first news the twenty first century yeah news this story. is this is the real that was just an amuse boost you'll never uh, like but, to be, be honest this is this, this is why you're on the podcast is to talk about this event really yeah, yeah. this yeah. Uh, we, we often talk about 
these sort of things but this one really stuck with you it was a real like quite a special moment for you oh no 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 it was it's, it's categorically the best news story in the 21st century um there yeah is... we all have our own special stories and this definitely for you was um, like a really you mostly, really yeah connected to this one yeah mostly was because of the outrage about his actions that was it was yeah. palpable i remember talking to my <laughs> my mum and david about it and they were going oh, have you heard what elon musk said and it was and it was David's such a, uh, Andrew's stepdad. Uh, he Sorry. comes from a divorced family, uh, two homes, two um, homes, two one, homes, yeah. two dads. Um, but he, um, <laughs> but one the, heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, no, we, yeah. There was like, oh, did you hear? Did you hear this terrible thing? And I interpreted it in the complete opposite way and thought it was hilarious. So there was uh, to cast your cast your minds back to where there were school children stuck in a Thai cave potentially you know gonna die uh i think you said you said you said that with the wrong uh sort of phonetics you said Thai cave as if it's like a, a thing <laughs> stuck a, in a Thai cave a as thai if cave. it's like a common a common type of cave <laughs> there were some kids stuck in a Thai cave um <laughs> In a cave in Thailand. Sorry, it just you said it with too much. Co You've been too entranced in this story that you said that with too much confidence. I think I've said it too many times that you've got to like entertain yourself. <laughs> stuck it, stuck, yeah, colloquialise it. Yeah, yeah. So he's in a Thai cave. So yeah, there I was in a Thai cave. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, I'll, I'll start again. Sorry, it's your show. Yeah. I don't want to offend you. No, don't worry. I enjoyed it. That was great. Um, there, there were children, school children, yeah. stuck in a cave in Thailand. Happy? There we go. Good. So yeah. I just well, I just want to remind you of the fact that these are chill, you know, school children who are stuck. You guys in remember this news story? It was a big story, yeah. They were stuck in a cave. These kids, these school children, were they were stuck in a cave. Um, they yeah. were maybe going to die in this cave. And there is a yeah. group of uh, professionals there who, I guess, professionals in child cave rescue, who were there sure. to to rescue the children from the cave. The best minds in that space. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a niche space, but they they still managed to. <laughs> They still managed to find the best and brightest. Yeah. There's all what how I imagine the story is. I mean, it caught global attention. It's a huge, it's a huge story worldwide. And I kind of imagine these there's a team assembled to rescue these kids. You know, no one wants kids to die in a cave. I think that's something that Not left me. and right and everyone can agree with. That's a that's a boys gone there's wild. No, there's no popular uh, political movement that the kids should die in the cave. It's <laughs> one of the uniting factors across the political spectrum. No, yeah, which which is why this story has such resonance amongst the nation. You know what? There is no one rooting for the kids not to get out of the cave. <laughs> you've got on the BBC. You've got to give both sides of the, the story because yeah. that's one of the funny things about um, balanced news sources. No, no, because it's true. Because the problem with the, the BBC is so set on like their fun fundamental pr principles is balance. But what that leads to is that whenever they have a ridiculous story where it's very clear what the right answer is, they have to find people who are against it. Yeah. And so it creates yeah. this sort of false equivalency where you have like a 50-50. Yeah. So yeah, I could see on, them having anti-kids. On the one hand, there's a good <laughs> argument for suggesting we should rescue these uh, however many children from this dark cave but, where they could die. But Dave from Guildford we says, found let the fuckers die. <laughs> so I get it, you know, it's, it's impartial. Um, but I yeah. think we can generally say there was a consensus around that the kids should be rescued from the cave. For sure, um, for sure. And so what, so there was a couple of people, there was including a British person, 
uh, who was part of this case. Like, Which they were, is the like, most a... important part of the story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, One of our boys, rural Britannia, <laughs> Britannia rules the waves. But they, uh, they were trying to work out this very um, intricate path along the cave because it was like you had to go in and out of of waters, and it was like because they got because they got trapped in there when a high tide came in. I don't know yeah. the. The, 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 Can you the not do so much technical it? jargon? <laughs> not not everyone's as versed in tide caves as you are. So, so tides are these things in the water, though. Um, so the, I, to be honest, I'm I'm kind of trying to avoid the technicalities of it because I haven't done that much research. I just know yeah. the basic understanding of it. Um, but they're in got, a cave. There's there kids cave in Thailand in a cave. What do water. you want? What more do you want? What I want is Elon Musk trying to send. <laughs> So actually, that, I, need, I still need to finish it. So there was, the problem was they had to navigate a difficult course um, of like yeah. uh, professional scuba divers, essentially, who would then be able to have enough air to then go in and yeah. go and rescue these kids. Um, and they were facing some problems, which is was worldwide on the news. So what Elon Musk does is he sends a child-sized submarine <laughs> to the Thai cave. He sends- One child. Uh, no, oh, yeah, because yeah, I guess you can, do, you can go back. You can go back and forth. Yeah, sorry. Once again, didn't didn't think so that you through. Sa- I'm, I'm not saying Elon said yeah, save one of them. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. So immediate. I thought that was what you, was one of the points you were making. No, he's, he's you you anti- said child as if you were shot. Sorry, no, that was my bad. No, no. again, you, you're having a lot of problems with the inflictions of my sentences. Yeah, I am. I am. Let, I am. It's really sending me, me off. Me, it would be nice. So. One basically, the there was the the British man uh, who was part of the Thai cave uh, team to save the kids. God save the queen. Uh, he, the, the the British man said that this is essentially a useless piece of equipment, and Elon can shove it, you know where. Up his jacksy. Up his jacksy. <laughs> so then, now, now what did he say? Did he say deep in his anus? No, no. He said he said. He knows where. You know where, I think. Again, research. Probably up his jack yeah, up his jacksy. Um No, don't have it on my notes. Um no, he so he was public <laughs> Where did he say to shove it up Elon Musk? No, I didn't I don't have these in my notes. <laughs> um, we take a brief intermission. <laughs> no, he said like maybe where oh, okay, it could be where the sun don't shine, could be where your mother yeah. No, it couldn't be anything to do with that. <laughs> where your mother what? Where your, where your mother goes. <laughs> That's more of an insult. Why? I was in like, because well, his mum sodomizes her. It's either an insult to her. Elon, because he's like, your mum, not only can you show up your ass, but yeah. you get sodomized but, but your mum's your been mom. there, yeah. Or, yeah. or another <laughs> option is that him saying that reveals something about him, that he gets sodomized by his mum so regularly and uh, systematically that he thinks it's the norm. So he thinks it's a saying to when talking about your anus as talking about where your mum likes to go. Which would add which would add some argument and evidence to the whole Elon Musk side of this, but we still need to get there. So sure. Elon These are these are for other episodes, these sort of like exactly. conspiracy theories on the side. I apologize for taking yeah, you off course. It, it's okay, it's okay. So my No. So the British man Let's 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 just remember the fact that this was a man who saved kids from caves. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, the story is: British man who saves kids from caves says the equipment that Elon Musk sent to the cave was redundant. Elon Musk replies, "Europeo." 
That is, that's all we need to know. Like the guy, the guy might, the, the British cave diving Thai hero might have said some things in the press about Elon Musk because he said it was a PR stunt, whatever. You know, he said some things, but at the end of the day, the man saved kids from a cave. Sure. Elon sends a child-sized submarine that was useless and then kills a man a pedo. He said, you're a pedo guy. You're a pedo guy. And then, now I will get my notes up, it then went to court. So the, 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 Thai, the, the man who saved kids from a cave in Thailand. Wait, so, so, it, what, one sec, so Elon's basically implying that the only reason the guy saves kids from caves is so he can sexually abuse them. So I, that's one theory. The other theory that sure. we could go for would be, I think is more, the more strong theory, is that he is suggesting that any British expat living in Thailand likes ladyboys and young ones. Mm. That's, I think, what yep, he's going for. That, okay. Which is... Of, uh, okay. That's a bit more reasonable. Cause well, I have I'm not that. sure. <laughs> I haven't come on this podcast to empathise with Elon Musk's yeah. narrative here. Well, look, none of none of us have been to Thailand, so I, I guess we'll li- we'll, Tha- we'll leave been, it. I've been to Thailand. Oh, you did go to Thailand. Yeah, I did. yeah you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, pedos? Uh, not that I saw of, but then again, I didn't see okay. any cave rescuers either. Nor did I. See you were there cave. for you're only there for a short trip couple as well. Of days. So yeah, a couple, couple of yeah, days. Yeah, so you wouldn't have time to soak up the culture fully. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> the case the case went to court um, and the, the, the man who saved children from caves uh, uh, sued Elon Musk for defamation in court. Um, Within and, his rights? Um, yeah, well, of course. Um, He's a he, British citizen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was a very, there was an, uh, there was an odd back and forth um, uh, between the two where Elon took the stand and apparently he took the stand for about two hours and testified for about two hours and no one, no one quite... Personally? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, Hitler did. Sorry, it's it, I don't want to confuse the the message I'm trying to send out. I mean I'm, Hitler in his first court case when uh, uh, the the Munich Putsch, he personally defended himself instead of getting a lawyer, and that was part of the build up to his support in uh, 1930s Germany. Can we can we try and focus on one Boygan Wild? Yeah, sorry, sorry. So in in this. Uh, in this case, um, the one of Elon's one of Elon, a quote from Elon is um, so so when the pedo guy said that um, he can stick his submarine where the sun don't shine, where his mother been, whatever he said um, was so Elon said, well, I assume he didn't mean to sodomize me with a submarine, just as I didn't literally mean he was a pedophile. So that is essentially the kind of the basis of the legal argument that they were going for. You know, Twitter is a place of tongue in cheek, yeah. maybe sarcastic comments. You're saying what you didn't yeah. mean. Uh, but then the defense brought up um, the fact that a, another Twitter user messaged Elon saying, like calling him up on it, saying, well, what's, 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 what's your evidence for this? Like, I, I think this is a ridiculous thing to say, you know. Um, but he's ready to hear evidence. Exactly. Which I like as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I'm, I'm not saying this man who saves children from caves isn't a paedophile. I just would like but let's hear... to know if there's some substance in it. Um, Sharpening his pitchfork. Let's just e- hear it out first. Elon's reply, bet you a signed dollar it's true. <laughs> bet you a signed dollar it's true. So the defense okay. obviously brought that up and said, well, clearly you did believe there was a certain amount of truth in it. Um, but Elon Musk... Because you wouldn't wa- bet a signed dollar. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, if Elon Musk is betting a signed dollar, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a sure bet. Um, 
Um, and so that was, but basically he, he lost the court. Um, the guy lost the defamation case. Elon walked free because I think that was, I, I guess it's kind of on the basis of an argument of how can you say that a tweet that you're saying, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing as well. Um, how the words that you say online when you're doing an off, an off the cuff tweet, how can you say that's defamation? Because then that applies to so many other things on the internet and social media that how can you, if you make a case for Elon Musk saying that it's defamation by him calling another man a paedophile, how is, if you, how do you hold that up in a court of law, basically? Where does that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just the mat, part of the, how, I don't feel, I don't, I feel, do not feel envious at all of Elon's life because it just seems such a crazy place. Imagine waking up, getting, putting your tie on to go to court because mm. you called someone a pedo on Twitter. <laughs> well, there's there's so much. I just the the farcical nature of him is is why I think he is a very good boy gone wild. Um, yeah, for sure. Because just every single thing, the man sending two people into space today. Can we just like we the the, <laughs> the dichotomies between him of we're talking about the fact that he called a man a pedo and then said on Twitter to someone who asked for evidence, I bet you a dollar sign it's true. So we're going to be able to see over the UK tonight him flying two people into space on the first privately manned space trip ever in human history. Yeah. It'd be funny if you were sending pedos up there. Don't know why. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's what he'll he'll send them up and he'll say, by the way, they were both pedos. Two less of them in the world. That's his whole Mars project as well. It's just to get rid of the pedos. He's just waiting until it's out of the earth. Okay, they're gone now. They were both pedos. By the way, we've cut the engines. They're just orbiting They're both both pedos. They're stuck there for a long time. Um, But... It'd be funny as well if they're not pedos, they're just other child cave specialists and he's just to get his own back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe that was the whole... Maybe for Elon, it's a worse in- insult to say that you're a child cave specialist rather than a mm. paedophile. And this is all kind of... It's all kind of been developed... Maybe he was... One. Maybe as a child, he was molested by a child cave specialist. <laughs> That's See, not- in the... F- in the film musk is what i'd probably call it to be more powerful you know yeah. in like powerful biopics you you call them like capote caps, and stuff like caps, that caps locks space across the screen kind of thing musk yeah. yeah uh i think i'd do an origin story um and p- people might say yeah but it didn't happen yes but metaphorically i think it did happen you know Wait, what be, i'd happen? take some creative look I'm about to explain. This is how the film opens. Oh, you're setting up. E- okay. Elon okay. Musk is stuck yep. in a cave. Sure, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's dark. It's dark. So Elon Musk is stuck in the cave. Yep. Or it shows his real life, him tweeting, him uh, making rockets, but it keeps, he keeps having like, ah, having these flashbacks to him as a child stuck in a cave. Yep. Sort of like a Bruce Wayne type thing, you know, when he was stuck down that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the people who come to save him are child cave specialists because they're the people who'd want. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Who, who else do you uh, call? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they molest him in the cave. How vivid are you thinking for this? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'd say because it's an art house project, I would not show it uh, or be too gratuitous. I but would you'd hear it. it. Hear it. Yeah. Yeah. The takeaway, yeah, just hear yeah. it. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, of just audio. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I can. I can. I, I, Admittedly, I'm... when I started the pitch, I thought a lot more ideas would come. 
Um, but it mainly but when, revolved when around it started, space and cave molestation. When it started rolling, uh, the pitch quickly lost steam. I, 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 I don't know. I've, I've normally been quite good at making up pitches, but it really it didn't get much past the idea that he was molested in a cave by child cave specialists. Well, th- that's the thing because, like that, the problem with the Elon Musk he story made is a to company try and uh, is to try and complicate it. At the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's simple. The man was molested in a cave as a child. <laughs> And that's why all why these is everyone always are? trying to look for these grey areas? The world's more black and white than you think. Elon Musk was molested by pedos <laughs> in a, ch- a cave. <laughs> Let's just all move on. Another bit of uh, a bit of evidence is uh, his first company was called the Boring Company. Do you know about this? I do. Which yeah. was a company that just dug big holes. Why is he digging big holes to get back to the cave? He was molested. Um, I, did it just dig big holes? Again, I haven't done much research on the guy. No, the boring company, it's a joke because it sounds, the boring company implies boring, but boring yeah. as in boring holes in the ground. And the whole but point I think, of the boring company was to bore the deepest hole in the world. Was it just That's that? Why, I, I thought, yeah. I, re- I read that it had a lot more of a, a technological kind of aspect to it rather than just digging the biggest hole in the ground. I'm not sure how much profit. I, I don't know for sure, but you're definitely wrong and I'm definitely right. Yeah, no, that's the consensus we generally arrive at, yeah. whether yeah. that be whether that be mutual mm. or not. I'm gonna strongly say, with no evidence, that yeah. I yeah. know this I'm here is for true. It. I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know why. I don't. I really haven't read enough on it, but I'm convinced that Elon Musk that he did it just created company a company to, just to big the b- biggest hole in the ground. The big, the biggest hole. Yeah, I'm convinced um, of it. The thing is, I've come on this podcast to talk about <laughs> Elon Musk, um, and I can't yeah. say you're not wrong. Uh, that's so, the problem. I think at the end of the day, we're both winners. Yeah. Um, and we'll just, you know, we'll go from there. Is the, there's, the, there's the illusion of balance in this podcast is what I like. Oh, oh, but, oh yeah, you know. of course. It's just two people throwing poo at a wall at the end of the day and seeing, and seeing, what, with the poo seeing stuff. what sticks. It just gets me. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I th- go on. No, I'm just thinking, let me, well, unless you've got something, actually. Actually, this is a fantastic fact. Because uh, we're, we're, we're wrapping up soon. So I've got one last thing, but you go on. You know the woman from the the special K cereal box. Just say yes. Oh, the laughing the laughing woman in sure. the red dress. Sure, that was once Elon Musk's mum. <laughs> There's a couple of things to unpack, Drew, and I feel the way that you didn't respond when I said the one in the red dress. There's other, there's lots of women on the special K box. Yeah, of course there is, but I'm trying to. Yeah, I know, but for the purpose of the joke, it's like the woman. Yeah, I'm trying to stop saying. I'm trying to jazz it up. Sure, I'm not trying to jizz it. One of the women on the special case, because okay, so one of the red dress summer body women was Elon Musk's mum. Yeah, thank you for making. You really don't. I'm trying to make it exciting. I'm on your podcast. Let's make a joke out of it. Do we have to? We clearly haven't been sticking to the facts for the entirety of this episode. So let's just (laughs) let me jazz it up a little bit towards the end. What? The only woman who's ever been on a special K box is always Elon Musk. Said, I never said only ever. I said you okay. know the woman from the, the special one. K box. Yeah, the woman. Is she in the adverts? She was on the South African. Where did you version. find this? She was on the South African version. Of the <laughs> because she's a South African. She used to be a South African model. Oh, she's a proper hottie. Is she a one one hottie? I, I don't. I don't really objectify like that. But. It's cool. If, no, it's, it's, if you're a model, you... it's good to compliment them. Can you it's like stop? calling a comedian. Also, what's this it's... whole? What's this whole point in the gun and shooting? Like... I'm a content cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly, I know how well that's going to edit in. Which is why... 
<laughs> like, I want to hate it, but you just can't. You can't. Sound effects. Simple, but effective. Um, like Elon. No, I, there's, not, there's nothing there. I took a jump, but <laughs> didn't work. Much like Musk. Um, but I think to round it up, um, what my personal, uh, what I find quite interesting about Elon is there is a whole school of thought on climate change. You speak to people on climate change and there's like, everyone has a kind of semi-different approach. People think we should be super radical about it. People think there's a way to integrate it into capitalism. Da, 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 da. Then there's a whole group of people who basically say, they don't deny it. Like there's a group that deny climate change. They say, yes, climate change is happening. The science is right. But let's not do anything about it because I'm pretty sure Elon Musk will find out a solution. Like that's a genuine belief of quite a lot of even respected right well, the telegraph um so but like there's a whole school of people who because there's because in in america you have people who just flat out deny climate change but then there's a whole there's literally you can speak to fairly reasonable people who are like yes it's definitely happening but what if elon gets like a kind of machine that's sort of like you know sucks all the stuff out of the air and it stops being that's all, the most uh, bad and that that's the most convenient <laughs> that's the most convenient answer that you could possibly have because if yeah. we don't have to change anything that we're doing as a society instead, nothing at all the, the mavericks that push forward our capitalist ideology will be able to sort out the problems that the ideology has created for itself hallelujah hallelujah jesus um but <laughs> maybe the man who calls you know child kid saver child uh child cave a child caveman? What were we? What were we calling? Uh, child cave. Child, ca- child cave child rescue cave. specialist. Child, uh, maybe, maybe a man who calls a child cave rescue specialist a paedophile on Twitter isn't that person who's going to do that. Yeah, or, maybe it's not because look, there there is a chance that Elon will come up with the idea, but I think staking the destruction of the whole civilized society as we know it and the whole planet as a whole on a guy who calls people pedos on Twitter seems to be a big leap of faith on my part i mean i'm not sure it would stand up in any kind of debate <laughs> yeah. uh you know e- look we're destroying the follow at a rampant rate we can't carry on to like a hundred years more of this elon. We could we've got yeah but elon. what if what if elon makes like a sort of like this kind of robot thing like that is on the Hoover. ozone like a big thing Hoover. that goes in the sky Hoover. i'm not a scientist but like imagine like a, like fridge, a flying a zumba and then it sucks up all the and they're like, yeah, but what about deforestation or like environmental damages to indigenous cultures? Yeah, but what if like Elon got like a sort of made some, made the trees, but they're new trees and that, you know. And then, yeah, like like fake trees that are trees and then they planted other trees when you like multiply them by four. What about that? What about so, that? What about that? So but like back on... It. Just back <laughs> But on the BBC, you've got to have balanced debate. So they'll probably just have, like, <laughs> someone saying we need to fucking cut down on car emissions. People saying we just need to wait for. Um, we just need to give Elon Musk more Elon money. to make the industrial Zumba. Which is absolutely Rumba? fucking. Which is actually. You why do you keep saying. No, Zumba, all I understand is it's like a popular form of. It's a. Like, it's a. Uh, it's a. Exercise. exercise class. Rumba. Yeah, I know Zumba. So why? So you're saying Rumba. Elon Musk is going to spend is going to send <laughs> herds of middle class women up into the sky to do like routines, to to samba. 
look, the problem is that's a hilarious thing, and I sort of part of me wishes I. Sorry, it's not coming through. Hello, hello. Oh fuck it. Part of me wishes I did say that, um, mm. but no, yeah. I meant rumba. You know what a rumba is? No, no I don't. The moving don't. Hoover, that little disc, that disc that moves around Hoovering stuff. The disc that moves around a Hoovering stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you don't, if you don't know that, I thought that was pretty, pretty uh, like a watertight reference. Uh, we've gone over time. Uh, do you have any closing statements? No. Anywhere, yeah, anyone can find you. It. Yeah. Um, no, you uh, can. You can wrap it up. It's just it, I'm just saying. Like, um, let's uh, wind it down. Let's yeah, fade out let's, the tunes. Let's wind it down. Um, it's uh, if you want to check out my stand up on the streets. Uh, no, you know what? You know you you can't check me out anywhere on the internet. If you wanna if you wanna <laughs> check me out, I live at Four Elm Tree Close, Hassocks, BN Six AAU. Come and knock at my door. Let's have a coffee. He's the everyman's comedian. <laughs> I'm the everyman's comedian. No, yeah, that's um, well. I, I just be thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No problem, man. It's been great uh, getting back on the old horse. Uh, if you are like, where the fuck can I see more of the, these guys? Well, we do have three years of student radio logged and on YouTube on the Gordon Kerwood show. Yeah. Uh, okay, and that's been Boys Gone Wild. Thank you for coming, Andrew. Um, it's been a pleasure. And stay safe, stay alert, think stay big, tuned. work smart. Oh, sorry, I've ruined that for you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>